Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Two Bourbons and the Truth with your host Chad and Dave. Hi, I'm Chad. And I'm Dave. And this is Two Bourbons and, and the Truth. Another week, Chad. Yes, it is. We're still alive. Episode, uh, what, 26? God, I can't believe it. It's you would think we'd be famous by now. How many podcasts does it take to become famous? Uh, probably 100 or so, but we're getting there. We're a quarter way there. Yeah, we're getting there. So Yeah, maybe uh, one day within a couple of years. You never know. Yeah, you never know. Maybe <clears throat> we can just uh, quit our jobs. <laughs> <laughs> just do podcasts? Yeah, just do podcasts. Yeah. Like, you know, Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. It is. We have a lot of fun. We call ourselves Two Bourbons in the Truth. Why, Chad? Because uh, we, you know, whatever we say is uh, we think the truth. But right. if you, uh, you know, you can prove us different, then call, you know, or let us know, and you know, we'll consider that the truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But what's the most important part? The bourbon part. Yeah, the bourbon. You forgot yeah. that. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> we call ourselves two bourbons, which means we drink bourbon during it, right. which we have a lot of fun doing. We pick, try to pick local critique brands. Critique it. Yeah, you know. critique it yeah. the best we can. We're kind of idiots at it, so we try. We're learning though. We're yeah. twenty six taste testings into it, right. so, so I think we're doing good. Yeah. Want to thank our uh, operator Troy Cats, as we call Katz. him. Yep. He if we couldn't do what we do without him, so right. Cats. Thanks. <laughs> He's a silent type. Crickets. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> He's a mute. <laughs> he likes it that way. I don't think he likes the sound of his voice on the mic. He just, you know, he's quiet. That's it, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I know. He's a silent type, but we love him. (laughs) So what are we drinking tonight? We're drinking uh, Highland Park from Scotland. Scotch. Yep. Typically, we don't venture outside our state, let alone country. Right. But we are tonight because this is very good. Yeah. Chad, you acquired this? Correct. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's Highland Park. It's uh, from Speyside. It's the Viking Honor uh, version, too. Correct. Yeah. Which steps it up. Yeah. So so that uh, the Highland Park distillery is one of the oldest in Scotland. Yeah. It's way in the northern part in the northern islands of Scotland. Yep. And they still use the old barley method where they put it on the floor and flip it until it's... Right, yeah. yeah. It's a very labor-intensive... Uh, exactly. Yep. Uh, which makes it different. Then they use their peat, their own their peat, their, their own their, island's peat yep. to um, from get it ready for the kiln. Right, and they kiln. still, uh, you know, in the very first process, they have the oak barrels. Yep. You know, it's charred, and then they bring in with the sherry and the... Sherry casks. Yep, sherry yep, casks from and, European and America. Yep, and finish it off. And, yep. you That's know. a big thing now. People enjoy that. It's you know, a you blend, finish them off almost. and... Yeah, you finish it off yep. in, a, in a flavored a vessel. Flavored, yeah. And or they even do vodka barrels, you know. Stuff like that. Yeah, so. it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, yeah, but um, that's where it's done at. Right. Um, what do you think about your the palate? I mean, first, uh, it, you know, I mean, knows anything it, it from you know, like that area. You know, it's a little smoky, a little you know, right. almost like a campfire that's the part. Yep, that's mm-hmm. the peat part. Uh, it's very light. You know, it's light yep. colored. Um, yep. Nice, the nice light amber. Yeah, you can smell. You know, you can smell the peat when you you know. Smell you can. Yep. I smell some citrus to it. A little bit of citrus, yeah. Yep. Yep. Nice. But, uh, you know, on the palate, it's very good. You know, it's smooth. What proof uh, is it? 86. Yep. 86, yeah. Yeah. It's actually very good. Yeah, it's really good. Really cool looking bottle. I think that's half the stuff you pay for these days. Yeah, I think so. I think you have to have some kind of gimmick. Yeah. You it's got to be different than everybody else's. Right. You can't just have a regular bottle. Yeah. And you're going to see that more and more. The labeling and bottles is what's going to sell yeah. something. Yeah. Exactly. You can make something that looks cool, like our bottle of chicken cock up there. Yeah. That's great. <clears throat> you know, it has yeah, the chicken got, wire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just a novelty. Yep. And yeah. that's what sells. You can ask 10, 20 more bucks to the bottle. Right. Just because of the bottle. Yeah, exactly. In my opinion. You know where this has, you know, it's a cool bottle. <clears throat> so. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. very good, too. Yeah, you, the only problem is you brought it in half empty. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. Full bottle. What I happened guess. to the other half? Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, twenty six. I can't believe we're twenty six episodes in. I know it's going quick. Yeah, it's fun. It's a good, wholesome fun. We have a lot of fun. We're not here to hurt anybody's feelings or Do anything. Once a week, and we talk about you know. everyday topics that people can, you know, hopefully. relate to. Hopefully, yeah. And if, if they can't, then fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's kind of our motto. Right? Yeah, fuck you. You know, I mean, uh, if you can't, well, 
get a different episode. <laughs> That's right. There's podcasts all over. That's right. We're trying to make. Uh, we're trying to grow, Chad. So. Well, I know, but I mean, you can't. You know, yeah, you can't please them. You can't coddle everybody. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, tonight <clears throat> I actually got a special guest. Um, he's actually my neighbor. Well, his name's Todd. I'm sorry for that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has to he he has to coddle me sometimes too. You know, I'm getting trouble, and he's nobody's all around good guys, and what I consider an all around good American, which he goes to work every day, he works very hard for what he's got. Nice. Um, he has beautiful children, and he loves our country. So, I thought, what a better guy to come on to our podcast who's yeah, right exactly. up our wheelhouse. Right. You know, we like yeah, hardworking people. Yeah, exactly. And the yeah, earn so a living that aren't getting it uh, not, in, a, uh, in the mailbox. Right. Because yeah. <laughs> we don't appreciate that. No. So. Especially for anybody able-bodied. And, and right. I think everybody that could listen to this podcast, if they do, would could agree and they could relate to somebody they know. Yeah, exactly. That abuses the system. Right. I mean, those systems are there for people that need it. The majority don't. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but so Todd here Todd, he works very hard. Works and, yeah, yeah, good, good yeah. for you. Yeah, so he's right up our wheelhouse. Yeah, thanks for having so, me. There's yeah. Todd. Nice to meet yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. So um, let's see here. What happened to our neighborhood? I wonder why. You know, the speed limit's twenty five in our neighborhood. Yeah, except people do fifty. And you see, like squirrels. I've seen dead deer. <laughs> so how do you kill a deer? With a car if you go to speed limit. I mean, really. I've seen deer hit at 60 and they'd survive and run off. Right. In your neighborhood? In our neighborhood. It's 25 fucking miles an hour and there's a deer It's a residential neighborhood. Residential. Yeah. Have you seen that? You have. I've seen a deer down by the bridge, Dad. Wow. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How? I mean, does that. Good question. But not many people drive 25. No. No. It's just this. Ludicrous. I take it pretty easy. Did you notice they I just put one of those uh, speed alert signs Did you do that? Oh, no, I didn't do it. I've seen it. But yeah, it's great. It just went up this week. I it's always know. a mystery when those they show They got up. one downtown, too. Yeah. 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 It's a mystery. I Are think they it's... taking photos and issuing yep. tickets, Good. Too? Yeah, they should. Yeah, why not? Yeah. I mean... Of course, you see Todd drinking and driving, so just that wouldn't be good either. As long as he's going to speed limit. As long as he's, you know, not holding the bottle off the window. Yeah. I'm surprised nobody stole it yet. Of course, the neighborhood's not quite that bad to where we get a lot of theft. We get our share. Well, you probably you know, every neighborhood riff raff. Yeah, <laughs> it, it goes in streaks. You know, I've been there since '87. So you watch families move in, right. kids grow up, cause trouble, then move out and go yeah. to college. You know, I've seen a number of generations and families. You know, through pretty that. quiet now. Yeah, right now it's kind of we're in a lull, but I think it ebbs <laughs> and flows in the neighborhood. Yeah. The only crime I've witnessed there was at your campfire. <laughs> oh, what was that? <laughs> this was a year or two ago. What happened? Oh, God. Well, I Can you believe, and I'm not going to name names, yeah. but I think a neighbor got a little too heavy in the sauce. Mm-hmm. And got a little too cold. Was it tequila? I think it was tequila. Mm. Yeah. What he yeah. What was so funny was the next just morning walk I had away a, from it. So I had a brand new it. bottle of tequila on right. my count, my kitchen counter the next morning. Yeah. I, Brand I new, like he drank all yours. No, he then, drank all mine. Oh, took it, took it with him oh. home, and then decided the next morning that well, I think I think his significant other told him the ills of his ways and made him go down. And <laughs> That's buy why I mean, bought you a new bottle. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Hey, you go buy him yeah. another bottle. He just drank all his. Yeah. And... yeah, that was pretty funny. Did you forgive him? Oh yeah, I I forgave him for he even did it. So. We're all good around. You wouldn't even care, would you? No. Well, I know it was fun, though. You know, it's fun to see somebody have a good time. Typically, don't have a that kind of a good time, right? You know, and you know, often, especially with tequila. Yeah, it's just funny watching people. (laughs) You know, it's funny watching kids come off anesthesia too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the best things COVID did for us was bring us closer as neighbors. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah. That's where that's how our pink flamingo actually started. Absolutely. Uh, we wanted to. We we had this club right. um, that uh, it's a just a neighborhood club that we got. It's not the upside down pineapples, but it's called the pink flamingos. Yeah. Not the donut holes. <laughs> not the donut holes. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing like that. And we and we have campfires. Okay. So we pick a we pick a neighbor. Uh huh. We'll host it. We decide that once a year. Or yeah. No, okay. once every month. Oh, okay. Once a weekend or two during COVID when it was heavy. Yeah. Oh, really? 
Oh but, yeah, you were going crazy sitting in your house talking to four right. walls. They don't talk yeah. back. And so. unfortunately, we got off the, got off it for a while, and we're actually having our first one of the year this Friday. So okay, yeah. So you can come on down too. Thanks. Saturday evening. Yeah, it's at no, my Friday house. night. Tomorrow I didn't night. even know I was hosting it. Yeah, I, I told him. <laughs> I scheduled it. Hey, you're uh, hosting. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah Dave <laughs> scheduled it, which yeah. is nice of him, but at my <laughs> house. So. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's yeah. great. Yeah, it'd be fun. It's great across the street. I would just walk home. I don't have to deal with the fire. Right. You know, so I'll put out for me. And, yeah. You can leave when you want. That's great. It's got a hot tub, too. <laughs> So I was just doing my thing, working hard, trying to get the yard nice That's for this right. weekend. Nice. Right. And then Dave said, you got to put the blower down. We have a podcast to do. So. Right. <laughs> so he I did. Work to do he was I over there home. with his backpack blower. Yeah. I thought, this, he's yeah, trying to get out of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, he put it down he's at my front door when I walked out. There so. you go. That's what nice. friends do, right? Yeah. Right. You know, a lot of people are nervous. We try to get them to come on guests. But everybody just came it's, on. They everybody's come, had a good time. And they repeat. You know, yeah. They come I mean, back. It's pretty laid back. It's not, you know. No. No one's going to really hear this. Yeah, know, and if so. there's something that we say on it that's not appropriate, we'll edit the fucker out. Not really, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Typically we do. I'm not yeah. sure how much truth comes out <laughs> yeah. of here. Yeah. Have, well, have we told any falsehoods so far? Well, I've only listened to one podcast. No, here, to tonight. Oh, no, it's yeah. all been good. Yeah. yeah. So, we're, not, we're telling the truth. You know. We could edit it I can tell you, one of my uh, best fond that kind of connect me more with Todd is he took me hunting for the first time ever in my really? life. I'm 60 this year. Okay. Never been hunting. I live up north Michigan. Deer hunting? Or never not? been de- deer hunting in my life. Okay. And he one day or in the summer, a couple summers ago, hey, you want to go deer hunting this, you know, this November? And right. I've never been. I always wanted to. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. Came over and we practiced a little bit and Did you go know, he took me out to the property and Did I never... Did you shoot I, anything? No, I had a, I had a, a deer running so in front of a little doe. Yeah. yeah, didn't you see a little buck too? <laughs> yeah, it was a little buck. Yeah, like a that's what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I seen him come up beside my uh, uh, my uh, blind, and he ran up, and I had he's, a shot at him, but him he go. was just too little. He's, yeah, yeah. Just let him go. Wait but till he grow the, up. I re- that picture is like burned into my brain right. now. That I was out there all by myself. You know, you right. never really know it until you get put in a spot like that. Yeah. And uh, I'll never forget it, you know, so I want to go again. So and I'll get you he's talking again. we're it's talking fun. about uh maybe going out and doing some crossbow. Yep. Crossbow's fun. Yeah, that'd be you know, fun. Or, too. You know, uh, yeah. bow and arrow, you know, I mean, you know, that's fun. Uh, you know, I thought all along I don't know if I could actually sh- I can get in that position and have the scope on it. and I did. But right. I just didn't pull. I just when decided I was a kid, not to. Uh, yeah. My grandfather had uh, 110 acres in Cadillac, so um, we'd always go hunting there. And it was, you know, I got spoiled at it because no one else would hunt it. And I remember I was like 13 years old. And he's like, "Yeah, you, you know." So I practice bow and arrow, bow and arrow, practice and practice. And uh, you know, I see the deer run. I had the salt lick and everything, and I made a blind. And made, uh, here comes the deer. I'm like, all right. So I draw back <laughs> right at the feet. Whoa. Sucked ass. The deer took off. I'm like Jesus Christ! I suck. <laughs> what the hell? You know? Yeah. yeah well, that's the that experience, though. People. Yeah. But like, you know. the older you get, the more you realize it's not about harvesting the animal. It's not. It's right. about it's those about, memories because you yeah. can't put a yeah. price on no. that. No, you can't. I mean, that's something that and, you relive over and over and over. And you know, I mean, the hunting stories I've had with my grandfather is something you know I'll never get back. Yeah, so. and it puts a smile on my face just yeah. talking about you know when I talk to Dave yeah. and mm-hmm. he relives these. Yeah. memories that he has and, right. and that was just, time he has. That was so just a small little people yeah. introduce them. So. Yeah, that was yeah. a small little part of it. But even the like the other two or three mornings that we were out there, we get out there at, before daybreak. It's quiet and you listen and you to nature. Sit there and, yeah, you, know, you would not believe uh, what happens in nature. Oh, yeah. Uh, you if you can what, get out there where it's perfectly quiet. Then you listen to it and you be quiet and it's just so calming. It is. You know, I mean, it's, you just kind of melt into it. Yeah. You do. Yep. Yeah. And There's yeah. nothing else on your mind then. Right. No right. worries, no nope. uh, angst or, you know, those no. kind of feelings that you yep. have in everyday life. When you're there, it's just like you're... You're yeah. you yeah. with nature. That's it. And Nobody that, else. That and the camaraderie with your friends afterwards yeah. is Actually, yeah, a lot of fun. Keeps yeah. me going. So yeah, yeah. Yep. Some of them are funner, more fun than others, right? Of <laughs> that English conversation. Yeah, it's, I've been working on it. I always, I've always said more funner, but that later years I started. Okay, more fun. I'll, I'll satisfy I'll the, the yeah the English people out there. The English teacher would be proud. That's right. As long as you admit to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, you, Todd, you've been hunting pretty much your whole life. Your family, 
Yeah, I started um, probably, I'm going to say I was about 14, 15, somewhere in there. Mm. I used to watch my dad take off, and I would beg to go hunting with him all the time. And he and wouldn't think, take you young? It was just oh, didn't yeah, happen. But I don't think it was my dad. I think it was more my mom. Oh. You know, worried about being in the in the woods and, mm, and right, the guns, right. and just not understanding how the whole thing works. Um, right. So and so he would just he would say no, not yet, not yet. And then finally, one year he took me, and uh, what a great experience that was. Mm-hmm. Like you said, they burned into your mind forever. Yeah, it is. I remember that first hunt of mine yep. like it was yesterday. Yeah. So. I think it's important for uh, you know even kids today even know how to um, you know shoot firearms. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's important to. Uh, you know how to respect a gun and know what a gun can do. Yeah. You know, so there's um, amen to that. You know, I mean, and knowing I mean, where your food comes from. Right. So I think you know, exactly. Don't you know, get them disconnected from that. So right. and disconnected. Yeah, and say, okay, well, I shot this. So what do I do with it? Yeah. You know, now I got to gut it and clean it. And you know, I mean, there's a lot to it. So right. it's easy to go to you know McDonald's and get a Big Mac. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But you don't know, you know, how it's butchered and sure. everything. So. There's yep. more behind the scenes than you It's probably running right. over with a bulldozer or something. <laughs> yeah. Scrapped up, put in a blender. <laughs> Lips and assholes. That's your hot dog. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, Dave, we'll get you out uh, this fall. No. And get you yeah, we, uh, yeah, because that. It's a totally that, different experience even than guns. So mm-hmm. uh, well, this was in the middle of, well, not middle of winter, in November. Up here in Michigan, it can be pretty oh. brutal in November or like fucking a beach day. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've probably seen everything all along the way. Yeah. I was like thinking to you, Todd, like, just think if you had those like, from six till fourteen years with your dad out there mm-hmm. and grandfather, mm-hmm. what that would have done. Right? And that's when I started my kids really young. So that's yeah, yeah. They sat yeah. in the blinds. The with me, younger so. the better. If they make noise and scare yeah. something away, that's part of it. Yeah, and right. you just teach them, keep teaching them, yeah. and teach them firearm safety and all that. Right. Those kids will grow up not being the criminals. Well, exactly. Because they'll never do a gun well, crime in their life. Well, then they know for the, the most they part. Know how to There's exceptions it. every rule, but well, they know what a gun can do, and they know how to respect it and how right. to handle it. The people that have the guns in this country uh, legally, whether it's one or fifteen or twenty, and they're all registered. They're not breaking the law. Those guys aren't the ones doing gun crime. No, exactly. people are scared of those people for because God they don't know what reason, but. Yeah. They are the people that you need to worry about. Right. Those are those are your friends yeah. in America. Yeah, exactly. You know, I would uh, rather I would have, have those as my friends. Guns and yeah. Enough. yeah, I would yeah. agree with that. And it's not for any other reason that they can. That's what was that's given the to us. Amendment. That's right. I mean, that's it was given part of the Constitution yes. of America that it's your right to own one. You don't have to, but you right, can, it's your right. You wish. That's right. Right. Exactly. It's no different than voting. And, and the you people that choose want, not to have them is fine. That's their right too. I mean. It's equal, 50-50. You yeah, the I mean, right not to have them. You know, and you look at, you know, even, uh, you know, these states that don't have uh, gun control, it's out of hand. You know, their their deaths and their murders and everything is out of hand because they don't have gun control. I think these school shooters that you see out there. I'm not saying even school shooters. I'm saying just, you know, in general. Well, I'm just saying that these school shooters that you see that get their gun from their parents' right. house or something like that. Yep. Haven't been raised right in hunting and uh, gun safety family, right? Because they don't do it. I'm just telling. I'm just. I know it for a fact. Yeah, that's yep. not our problem. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's, you know, you can take all the guns away from every law-abiding citizen. Only the criminals will have them. Then, well, you know, that's a cliche-ish saying, but it's true. They'll, I mean, they'll find something else. I'll find a hatchet or a, you know, a hammer. Or if whatever. you're set to kill, the human yeah. mind, if it's set to kill, right. it'll, it'll find, find a way. Something. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. criminals don't follow the law. That's mm-hmm. why they're criminals. So that's why they're criminals. If you try to take the guns away from law-abiding citizens, <laughs> yeah. now you've turned the tables even worse. Right. Yeah. In their favor. Yep. Yeah, there's certain populace I think in this country. That are probably worse than others in that aspect. You don't want to come to Northern Michigan and try to take people's guns. No. I mean, I'm just telling yeah. you right now. Just, There's a lot of hunters here. Yeah, um, you know. There's, you know what? And I don't even own a gun. I don't even own a BB gun mm. in my house. But that's and right. I'm a second. That's, that's right. And it's my yeah, second. It's my second. I believe in the Second Amendment. Right, but I believe that somebody should. You're be able not to comfortable have, having a gun in your house. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, that's, well, I had kids in there all the time, right. and I guess I, hindsight, I probably should have taught them. But I never had a family, 
a grandfather or a dad that was in the gun. So I didn't have anybody okay. to really teach me. So my grandfather owned a gun shop. Yeah, so that would have <laughs> you know, yeah, that would have helped. That helps. Yeah. <laughs> Todd's dad was a militia member. <laughs> no, I'm just, just kidding. So no, I just grew up around it. My dad hunted. That's so you I can, can teach remember. it. So I just remember sitting in awe looking at his gun cabinet. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, there's a lot yeah. of family guns that he would show me and Right. Um, yeah, my just, uh, the stories behind him. I just as a little boy, I right. seen one. I shot one of his his dad's gun. Yeah, uh, that was amazing. You know, my uh, my grandfather had a gun shop in Cadillac, and he uh, him and my uncle had a gun shop. And God, I was like thirteen, fourteen, and he had a gun range at his house. It was fifty yards and a hundred yards, and he would send me up there to um, when he worked on customers' guns, and I'd slide them in for him. You okay. know, slide in the scopes and everything else, and. You know, at 13, 14 years old, slide them in, you know. That was when brass was like, you know, oh, a couple pennies. You know, and when, you know, 22 shells went to ungodly price, I was like, are you shitting me? I've never in my life seen 22 The shells. price has literally doubled. Uh, I mean, quadrupled. Yeah. You know I mean? It's just like. Like our gas. Never, our gas did it too, didn't it? Yeah. You could, I mean, it cost you, I mean, to reload shells, we used to reload shells for next to nothing. And now it's just. It's out of hand. I've never tried seen finding the supplies. Yeah, exactly. You know, try finding the brass or the primers or, you know, I mean, it's, just, it's out of hand. Um, I've never seen that. What do you attribute that to? Supply and demand. I mean, they've got to control it. You know, I mean, there's not a, there's not a, you know, they don't, there's not a shortage of it. So they have to control it somehow. So Put manufacturing they, it? Right. And, or, you know, make a shortage of it. So how do you make a shortage of it? You just quit producing it and now you got to pay more. Well, you think the gun uh, uh, ammo producers do that themselves, or are they forced no, to? No, I think it's government. Yeah, like Remington don't you know, produce why would, anymore. Why would they want to do that? They want to sell as yeah, much as human. Yeah, they're money. I mean, right. they want to sell that? as much I mean, that, as humanly possible. That should be public knowledge. I'm sure the government. I'm sure somewhere along the line, they tell Remington or whoever's making the manufacturer. You know, I will give you X amount of dollars to not. Same thing they do with farmers. Uh, to not make this. Not so you're saying not, yeah. to so not produce this. So you're saying that side gets along with that side. Exactly. In the, in they, I mean, money talks. I mean, it's green Jesus. I mean, that's just the way it is. If green they don't want Jesus. you to drive a car, they just, you know, restrict gas. Right, right exactly. You that know, so I mean, now. what was gas? Five. I mean, I was out in California. It was almost seven bucks a gallon. People are still paying it, yeah. you know, so they're going to drive. You know, I mean, it's just the way it is. Your boss would pay it. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. I am the boss. Yeah. <laughs> I did pay it. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So loading your own, so they restrict that material too. Correct. Your, your yep. gunpowder, your lead, your yep. brass, the casings. If you had the primer, typically you, you know, I mean, yeah, the primers. Yeah. Are those in shortage too? Oh yeah. 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 You're right, almost yeah. non-existent for a right. couple of years. Yeah, and they're starting to trickle back in here and there now. That's the thing. It's just taking a while. You know, and then it's hit or miss. A, you know, I never realized that. That's that's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, and then bullets went up. I mean, I used to buy fifty uh, twenty-two shells for fifty bu- or fifty cents. I mean, all day long. And then it went up two bucks, and then it's like, holy shit, it's ten dollars. Remember, whatever. you could get a little plastic bucket up. Oh yeah, like yeah, twelve bucks. Yeah, something like that. I mean, you had five hundred shells in there. Plank and squirrels yeah. on the back. Or yep. you're doing yeah, yeah. Now it's like finding a gold like, necklace when like you find a thirty thirty shell. Little bucket. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. They are so, showing up again, though. So, so you're saying a, a, the ammo, manuf- let's say Remington, mm-hmm. is getting side money, so they're choosing not to supply the their the ammo. Yeah. Or the primer. It's that, that easy. You know, the, I mean, it's that. I can't. It's hard to, to believe that. I mean, that they would choose that. Why they'd make it off the ammo, won't they? They'd give them more than the so ammo. Let's worth. say someone gives you a billion dollars. You would hear and about their, that. Their revenues twenty million. We're talking a year. speculating. You would, you would hear about that deal. You wouldn't. Why would you? It's a government. There's a lot of people involved in the government. And you know how many people have died from the uh, um, the. You know, the Kennedy assassination or the, uh, you know, the, um, you know. The grassy knoll people. Yeah. You know, I mean, stuff like that. You don't hear about that shit, you know, so. Yeah, I don't know. I'd like to hear the full story of why it's short. I mean, the actual official, see it in black and white. I would. I mean, I guess I should look it up. The Clintons. How many people have died around the Clintons? You know, I mean. <laughs> We try not to go political, but sometimes it happens. Right. You just can't help it, you know. I mean, right? 
Why is there a shortage? It's not like it's not like when you make computer chips and stuff like that, and there's a gem that grows that needs to make that computer chip. This is all man-made shit. This is all shit that's been around for. And, and years. since they have those the ARs, you know those automatic ones, they use a yeah. lot more bullets, so there's probably a shortage. You know they're full automatic. You know that, don't you? <laughs> I mean that's what I've been told. Okay, aren't they full automatic? You just hold her down, she will start spraying. Some are, but well, it's like they uh, are military. Oh. oh, is that it? That's military. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, the military. Um, yeah. Um, I it, thought automatic were illegal in this country. You can't have them in this country. Oh, but they all are. Huh? Well, it doesn't. But the criminals. That, oh, right, they have them. Right. Yeah. You can't buy a fully automatic. Right. No. You know, you could make a fully automatic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm just in jest because the some of the comments you hear out there are just ludicrous how how it's portrayed. In my opinion, yeah, what we consider the truth, right? Exactly. Right? Prove us wrong. I'm sure there's half the country that thinks the opposite. You know, yeah. but you know, yeah. So, um, I mean, there's so many. It's not just bullets and ammo. This shortage, right? Christ, there's shortage on baby Everything. formula right now. How does that happen? I have no how idea. How does shortage on that happen? Right. Was it how, like, come it, how come it happens every, like, four years, <laughs> this bullshit? Yeah. Well, it's because they need money. I don't know. So what, what's, what, what's, what's baby formula made out of, like, vitamins and fucking yeast? I mean, you know. <laughs> I'm sure somebody has a schooled answer for it. I haven't heard it yet because if you listen to the far right, they say one thing; the left says another yeah. thing. You never get the where's true the truth? Yeah. You know, truth's in the middle. Somewhere. The truth's in the middle somewhere. Yeah. So, what actually is it? Has right. anybody heard what? I haven't heard. How can that not be our priority in this country? A baby. <laughs> I mean, well, they have breasts. You can well, not all women can do it. Of course, well, what did they do back in the day when they said oh, she can't yeah, breastfeed? Well, they got can't wet, do it. They got a wet nurse. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. There you, you're, you're right. That's actually the truth. That is. Yeah. Good job, Chad. Hey. You know, I thought it was just one way. Like it was just, you know, right. if you can't breastfeed, that kid's dying. That kid's fucking. No, he's got a well throw that fucker off the edge. You know? Wet nurses were uh, popular. <laughs> they were. The they yeah. were, especially for wealthy families. You know. Right. So that's that was, what it was. That was a thing. Yeah. That was so if you were poor things. and you couldn't breastfeed, well, that kid. That kid probably fucked, you know, he was, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. If you can eat, like, cow meat and right. <laughs> greens, <laughs> you, better, <laughs> you better be able to gnaw on something because I can hear you done. <laughs> yeah. Never know. Yeah, because wet nurses, uh, you know, back in the day, I mean, the, the women, I mean, if they had money, they didn't want to breastfeed, so they'd hire, you know, a wet nurse. Hmm. That's what they did, you know, so... Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wet nurse. Yeah, that's what they called them. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day. I didn't make it up. I know. Shit. Who knew? I know you did. <laughs> Who knew? Right. I you remember know? hearing about that in history class. Yeah. But what are the shortages that are going on right now? There's things uh, that go on that you just can't understand. Why? Why there's... Why is there a shortage on our gas? Why is it fucking four, over four bucks a gallon? There shouldn't be. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. When we can Why supply our own. chips for vehicles? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Why yeah. can't we make them? Right. If their chips make it run, how do they drive them out of the factory? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> right. They don't. They push them. Oh, they push them. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so they got... a lot that's downhill yeah. off the door. Oh, you mean 11 bucks an hour job. Right. Yeah. And of course, those are probably about 25 in Yeah, Indian. now. Yeah. With a What do you do? I push cars out of the factory. They don't run. Yeah. No, I think they have one chip, and it goes in the car that comes off the line. Uh-huh. And then they drive it take out Take it there, off. And they pull right. it, and the guy runs back. It's tiring, man. They do got yeah. a lot of money. You might be right. Yeah. yeah. Put he's, it in the next he's running his ass off. Yeah. I mean, he works his ass off <laughs> to get those cars out to that lot where they just sit and rot. And then the, the manufacturers go, well, we do have some, but not enough. Not enough. Yeah. Right. We have All enough right. on the $80,000 vehicle. So what that in turn <laughs> does is now a car comes onto the dealer lot. It's gone. It's finally it's gone for top price. Well, well it's bidding more now. Then it's, it's, it's gone. Sticker. It's a sticker now. Right. It's not, you could, you used you, to be able to, Deal twenty five thousand, right? Yeah, twenty five thousand. But now it's what does it say? Uh, what does it say? Thirty eight thousand. That's what it is. Right, right. There's no dickering. You know, there's a guy t- right. waiting behind you right now. Right, that truck. Yeah, you know, 
people. So then you sp- offer forty because there's already a check <laughs> written for thirty-eight. Right. So. Yep. Okay. What incentive is there to? And to if make you have a lease, now they'll pay you What's to that? turn it in early. They want them used. They want them. Back. Yeah, it's like Jesus. You know. They want them thirty thousand mile, yeah. two year old vehicles right. in, so they can sell so they them. Can sell them used. Yep. For probably more than they were. Originally. Right, exactly. A lot more. Yeah, a lot they more. probably get just about just under sticker for. Oh them. yeah, that's wild. Yep. Yeah, but yeah. it is hard on dealerships. Uh, oh really? Somebody else is making more money than the dealer is. Oh yeah. Um, in this gig that they got going on right yeah. now, the big three. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's not the dealer. They're no. they're working their ass off for what they get. Just trying to make you know yeah. make a living and you know I mean sell some. Yeah, and supply and demand. What do you say? Well, the dealer has it, and it's like. Jack, what supply and demand? Yeah, but you're selling one every ten, you know, ten weeks, exactly. or whatever, whatever it's supply, it is. It's a normal business protocol, right? It's supply and demand. This is what that vehicle is worth right now. I know it's worth twenty grand, you know, a year ago, but now it's worth thirty. Right, exactly. You know, so, yep. you know, my camper. I have a two-year-old camper. I asked the guy the other day what it's worth. It's worth just as much as I bought it for. There you go. Right now, so but you can't sell it because then you got to pay some absorbent amount for a new one. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, if you so buy another like one, you're going to make any money. No, no. no. In case just, you just keep it. <laughs> yeah, or you sell know. it to my neighbor. There you go. You should just sell it to him. <laughs> Get it over with. <laughs> he's yeah. an idiot. He'll probably buy it. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, he's got everything over there. I see you have a couple dirt bikes now. I do. Yeah, that's nice. Absolutely. What, what are they, what dirt bikes do you have right now? So I got a wild hair. I think it's midlife crisis, but uh, <laughs> I've always wanted to, to get into like enduro biking. So um, I started watching videos, doing a little reading. I didn't know what I was doing. Kind of studied it so, first. Yeah, I did. I mean, never had I dirt bikes before. Not. I mean, I had a, a Suzuki 100 when I was a little kid, but mm-hmm. right. I mean, that's not really an enduro. So, but you've always enjoyed them. It was like a toy bike. It's right. one you ride around the backyard, right? You know, um, and so I'm like, I just want to get into this. I didn't know what I was doing, so I saw one. I pulled the trigger on a um, on a DRZ 400. I love the bike, but uh, after riding it for a little bit now, I'm like, it's. I think I bought too much bike. Okay. Because uh, my girlfriend bought a uh, Yamaha XT225, and that yep. is much more tailored to what we were kind of thinking we were going to do. Your, which what was your like skill level is going to be, right. right? Yeah. Right. So uh, just trying to get into it, figuring out what we're doing, learn how to ride the bikes and handle them, and right. um, we're getting there. But it's a slow road. It's a big learning curve. So yeah, it's a big learning. Yeah. Curve. But it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely worth it. it it's a ride. It's very wholesome fun. It, it, it's Right and Chad, I heard you're into some biking, so uh, yeah, actually so. do some pointers on, on a yep. lot of riding around yes. here. Especially Chad in the has sand. a couple of bikes. You know, he's you know, depending on his day, what he feels like, he's got an assortment of bikes to choose from. <laughs> so he's got a couple of really nice KTM's. Okay. One's a 300 two-stroke. One's a 500 500 four-stroke. Four yep. Yeah. So, so uh, and they're mentaculous looking at them that they're yeah. perfectly clean. He takes care of them, but he's a serious rider. Yeah. And so. uh, he and. Uh, yeah, so you... Yeah, biggest thing is, you know, uh, you know, just seat time. You know, the biggest thing is the seat time, getting you comfortable with the bike and yeah, what bike you have. And, it can be uh, intimidating, right, Chad? Oh, yeah, they can be intimidating, especially at first, you know, and you got to, you know, I mean, jumping on a bike that you never really had and get a 400, I mean, that's intimidating itself, so you should have bought a bike, you know, 250, 225, you know, and get used to it and then move up. Um, but, you know, you jump on a 400, it's like, eh, it's kind of, you know... Um, so yeah, the two bikes don't like to play together, you know. No. I've got to be in like well, second no, because, gear, and she's got to right. be in third or fourth in yep. order for, for us yeah, to maintain exactly. the same so kind of speed. So something like Chad, would you describe not it? Mashed well. Yeah, would know. you describe it like you know, if you never had a street car and you always wanted one, and you went out and bought a four thousand horse tubbed out, you motor, wouldn't do that you probably, because you're going to fucking crack <laughs> right. that fucker. You're going to hurt yourself. You probably you know, just so start you, out on so you work your way up to it. Yeah, work your way up to it and get used to it and get comfortable with it and. You know, a big thing, too, is, you know, learn how to ride and get the right gear. You know, I mean, so I don't know if you, you know, have, you know, uh, wear, you know, like knee braces and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, we got the helmet and the boots. And, uh, yeah, we're and like, like that, I, uh, you know, like when I ride, you know, I have a chest protector and, um, you know, knee braces and stuff like that. Just because the amount of uh, riding we do, I mean, knee braces, I mean, I've fallen and, you know, stuff like that. And that makes a big difference. And, uh you know, just getting used to the bike and the tires and just, you know, I mean, just play with it and, you know, get comfortable with it. That's sure. the biggest thing. So the more comfortable you are on a bike, the better you'll be riding. So if you're not comfortable on the bike, you'll never be comfortable riding that thing. 
if you if you're not comfortable all right i see this you know log there but i'm not really comfortable with it you're not gonna you know um you know like logs now that used to you know years ago intimidate uh, you intimidate me now i'm like man that's nothing okay you know now i'm taking over you know three four foot logs Mm -hmm. you know go over them and stuff like that and there's probably a technique to that too yeah the big technique yep just once you do it right the first time you'll say that's it well or fall enough times and you're like well yeah you know i'm not gonna do that again so you know same thing with you know sand or anything else you know as long as you get the technique down and get comfortable with it then you know and comfortable with the speed because like in sand like i was telling you sand you have to go faster you and that's have, our biggest frustration is sand because yep. every direction we take off from, from the neighborhood sand. is sugar sand. Sugar sand yeah. right. And it's just yep. it's a bogger to get through. And, you know, Michigan's, your brain's telling you not to go right. super fast because yep. you're out of control. But, yeah, so, right. Chad, that's what do you all do we've heard is go fast. So what do you do if it's long distance of sugar sand? Uh, stay on the gas? You know, stay on the gas and keep a consistent gas but kind of lean back a little bit and, you know, get a little more weight on the rear tire sure. and keep the front end a little bit lighter. And just you know, and don't to hang on so that. tight. Yeah. Just to get through that yeah, section. Through it and, You're not uh, there, dink around. I'm gonna yeah, get through, get through it, and just don't hang on so tight because people hang on too right. tight, and then they get tired. And you know, as soon as you get tired, now you're fatigued, and then when you get fatigued. You're not riding as good. Yeah, I can right. definitely relate to that. I mean, you can feel it after 30, 40 minutes riding through that yeah, stuff. I mean, try we're struggling through this. You're hanging too tight. You know, and try, try that for yeah. three, four hours, yeah. you know, and stuff. And sure. so, um, like I said, I'll take you to some places that are a lot more user-friendly where there's not so much sugar sand yeah. and it's more of a trail. Yeah. You know, so now you're on really? hard pack stuff. So now you can, really? and, you know, when you learn the clutch and the brake, yep. you know, and you got two brakes, but... Um, you know, when you start learning clutch control, you know, and, and believe it or not, the slower you go, the harder it is to ride. So if you practice going really slow, and you'll get faster. It's, sure, you yeah, because you start learning the clutch control then. Clutch a lot and of gas and clutch and, you know, and stuff like that. So if you learn that, um, you know, going over logs, going over, you know, going through the woods, but standing up and taking it really slow, you'll get faster. Sure. And then as soon as you get faster, now you're more confident, more confident you are, you know, the better you're going to ride. Yeah. So, I mean, and you don't want to get hurt. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Is you well, you learn to, that by wiping out. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't want to get hurt because, I mean, as you get older, I mean, shit, you know, it right. takes a while to get healed. And, you, I mean, just it hurts. So, Isn't you don't want to get there's hurt. There's an old adage in dirt bike riding, and I think it holds true with almost every situation you can be in. Mm-hmm. When in doubt. Gas out. I've had more uh, more times that I've um, actually got out of trouble by gas. That's really? Right. Oh, when yeah. in doubt. Oh, yeah. A lot more times. Gas. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. The, yep. the expression. Yeah. Dirt bike. Your right. brain tells you something else. No. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I've had more It's times. like backing up a trailer. It's reverse. Yeah. Only you just do it. It's in reverse. You know, especially in yeah. sand or something like that. I've had times where I'm like, front end start wiping out, just give a gas and pull right through it. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I experimented with that um, yep. a few weeks back. Um Shannon and I were out riding, and we were, we had some sand. We were getting mm-hmm. frustrated, and I was just I just got to the point where I was pissed. Right. Yeah. And, and I just I, I think I just snapped, and I said, "I'm going I'm going through this." Right. And I just started ripping through the gears. Yep. And it actually worked. <laughs> yeah, it did. It's true. It did. But so, I was still I was still leery. I mean, it still freaks me out because the front wheel just does whatever. It has right. a mind of its own. And that's that's where you got to get comfortable with it. So it's you almost gotta, like you got to ride a unicycle or something. Well, you just got to sit on that back kinda, tire. Yeah, kind of sit back on the back tire. And, um, and once you get comfortable with the speed, like I said, you know, if I'm in really you know deep sand, I'm running 50, 60 miles an hour. So and that to me is normal. Where most people are like, holy shit, you're hauling ass. Yeah, you know where. So you're doing 35, but you're struggling. So yeah, maybe, so we're, we'd be more like 15, 20. Yeah, so we're like wallering through can't. that stuff. You can't. Hard. Your bike will just yeah. It's that's where I just got so frustrated. And, I'm just like that's well, it. that. Well, that it's going to throw you everywhere. Go. Yeah, I mean everywhere. You got to get on top right. of the sand, and you know, just like Florida, um, everywhere around here is sand. So I mean, in case you move to Arizona or somewhere where it's all yeah, rock, don't do it. It's you know, I mean, it's just, you got to learn how to ride in the sand, and you know, the faster you know, the old adage is faster is slower, but um, the faster you get, the easier it's a lot easier to ride. Sure, because you just you're, it's pointed momentum pulling you well, forward. Through well, that too. you're just you're on top of it, right. so you have a lot more control for one. And just you know, stand up. And just let the bike do whatever it wants to fucking do. If it wants to, underneath you know, you. you know, if it wants to move around, whatever. Just let it move around. And just don't freak out like it's gonna, 
you know, go yeah. off in the woods, just let it do its thing and just, you know, you stay pointed cool. forward. Yeah. You know, just keep your knees tucked in and just go, right. you know, um, yeah. it just, it just takes time, you know? Yeah. I think Practice. that's what I did when I finally snapped and got mad. Yeah. yeah. I and just said, I'm going there I'm going. and I just pointed and I shot for it right. and I got there. Yeah. Yeah. I think you and should I'm go out with Chad. actually works. Yeah. yeah. Let me know. I mean, yeah, go out with Chad. And, but uh, I, I tried it in a more open area. Right. A lot of the areas were on, I mean, the trail's like four feet wide. So See, that's wide. In a couple seconds, you're in trouble looking at a uh, tree. I mean, you're 90 looking right. at a tree. I'm like, ah. Uh, the stuff we usually ride are, you know, 18 inches, 20 inches. You know, so. You know, and you slow down really fast in sand. You need a lot of throttle. Yeah. I mean. But, um, you know, I can take you on some trails right around here, okay. right off of four miles. Show you, you some know, things. Get um, into the sandy section. Yeah. Well, not even this. sandy, but, uh, you know, just something so you can ride, so you can learn to ride. Yeah. You know, so it's it's more comfortable where you're like, God, I'm not, you know, I'm not struggling so hard. So when you struggle, you're using energy, you're, you know, and then time you get actually to a point where you want to ride, you're fucking tired. Yeah. You know, and that's no fun. So I enjoy riding the bike a lot. It's right, but you want to have part is frustrating, and right. that is every direction that I've gone so right. far. So, so let me know. Let me get your phone number, and we'll uh, okay. we'll go riding somewhere, and um, you know, that way you're comfortable riding, and you know, your girlfriend's comfortable riding because that's that's a hard thing for girls too, because you know, a they don't have the upper body strength. You know, to handle the bike, so that then they get frustrated and the bike falls, and I got to pick it up and stuff like that. You do that a few times, now you're really yeah. tired. Yeah, an hour ride is a big workout, so yes, you come back exhausted. Yeah. Right. It's not just riding, it no, is a workout. I mean, you're it, it is a workout. Yeah, yeah, it's yes, a it is. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good workout. Well, I'll take you on some trails that you'd be like, holy shit, this is, this is actually fun. You know, you get out in the woods and, you know, you see yeah. some stuff, but it's not all sand. Yeah. You know, it's hard packed and, you know, you can, right. you know, see some stuff and there's some, you know. I mean, once you guys get past the initial cost of buying bikes and mm-hmm. doing everything, it's a pretty cheap, uh, fun sport. I mean, gasoline, I mean, it is yeah, what gasoline, it is. Yeah, gasoline, but I mean, but I guess not, if you... Like you say, you get 30 miles to the gallon, basically. Yeah, yeah I mean, I guess there, but, you know, I mean... If you're running, you know, two tires a year and knee braces, and, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a different level, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just out there enjoying scenery and nature, and um, you know, we hit Chad, segments that, that are rideable which, once in a while. Yeah. Those are enjoyable. Once and Chad then, gets done with you, you'll have knee braces and chest right, braces right. and fucking neck braces and what yeah. Else? Give me a call. We'll go all yeah. Saturday if you want. Um, if you're not doing anything Saturday or Sunday, I'm riding both days. This I, this weekend I'm booked, and next weekend I'm booked. Okay, I got like three weekends out, and then I let me know. Let me know. Uh, you know, I will load the bikes up. I'll take my truck yeah. or whatever. And uh, yeah, he rides right to Snowfall. Um, you know, go up to Gaylord. Gaylord's a perfect spot because it's a little bit kind of a pain in the ass. Like six miles down, you know, oh, you know, bad. it's kind of sandy. You know, getting down. Well, that's where you, where you teach. Um, you know, it's not a, a, a road, but it's pretty sandy and whooped out. But mm-hmm. uh, getting there. Um, but once you get to the trail, it's. I mean, it's it's you know, fifty inches, sixty inches, something like that. Whatever an ATV is. And it's solid, so you can you can you have enough room, and you can navigate the trails, and you don't have to worry about sand. So you don't have to worry about clutch. You don't have to worry about steering that much. You don't you know. So just enjoy your ride. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Enjoy your ride and learn how to control the bike. Yeah. So yeah. is it safe to say that when you're out on a trail mm-hmm. and you're just having fun, right? You're not thinking about anything else. No, I just think about in your whole life. You are not. You, thinking you are not about thinking, nothing. I just think about roosting and people it's and good, riding their wheelies yeah. and it's know. good for your brain. Yeah. It's good for your soul. It's good for everything. Because yeah. when I get out of stuff that's not sand and I'm just cruising, I'm just it's, I, yeah. It's, it's like fun. it's like hunting. You just kind of yep. check out. You just, and you're just in the check moment. out. Yep, you're exactly. Just kind of enjoying right. the scenery. Yep, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, you're just living in Even the Even in the sand, you're not thinking about it. It's a free feeling. So, because you think about the sand. Fuck, I don't want to fall. Right. Well, that's, I'm mean, <laughs> yeah. 100% focused on the sand. Yeah. I'm not right. looking around. But you're not thinking about yeah. other negativity in your yeah. life. And no, I'm takes, focused on sand and wiping yeah. out. <laughs> that, takes, that takes a while, because I remember yeah. when I first started riding, you know, you just, oh, sand, sand, sand. Yeah. It's just, it takes a while to, uh, you know, get used to, all right, now i got to get faster, faster, faster. Yeah. As soon as I get faster... Now you just, I mean, it's like second nature. I mean, I'll be in fifth gear, just burp, you know, through the sand, and I don't think anything of it, where most people would be like second or third, and you know, I'd be like, geez, i get a sandwich and wait for you. But, <laughs> that's, <yeah>. you know. <laughs> See, that's where you're Sorry, you can take us yeah, out. Sorry, you know. Todd. Back to sandwich. <laughs> Chad's going to be up there with his lawn chair out. Just fucking get the grill out. But, uh, you know, like that place together, there's a couple places, there's uh you know, if you get better at that, then we can go to um, north up to Wolverine, mm-hmm. where that's all rock. 
So I mean, it's it's a little bit. It's more single track, but it's uh, you know, it's a little more technical, but it's all solid. You know, so you got a single track, Lots of but, fun. but it's a lot of hills and rocks. I mean, they it's got, all like, eventually fun. Yeah, so it's. Uh, I think it's you know, it, anything technical to me is fun. Well, so. doesn't it mean something to? I mean, obviously, there's all different levels of riders. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. you're you're Chad. We can probably say say you're up in the upper echelon of yeah, maybe. Bike, I mean, of novice bike riders. Yeah. So if you get uh, true novices just started like Todd, right. I mean, they're happy. Uh, Todd's happy with just him and his girlfriend. Right, well, but you don't want to be frustrated to the point you want to quit. Exactly. So he, he, right now he's frustrated with right. the sand. Right. And the key, really, the key is just go a little bit faster through the well, sand. Right. But so the key is is so let's you know not work on just the sand because that's everywhere around here. Go to somewhere that's a little bit more enjoyable. So you enjoy this, but have a variety. So you have hard packed and sand. Mm-hmm. So now you can go through the sand a little bit. All right, now I got that. Now hard packed. Now, you know, it's sort of now all sand. So you get frustrated and you get pissed off. You're like, God, I'm just tired of it. That's all we've done right now is just right, sand. and then it gets yeah. frustrating. So we cruise around the neighborhood. The dirt frust- roads are great. You know, we can cruise holes. And there's, and that's nice riding. That's right, but then you that's get your the sand, zone. and then you know, and then you get frustrated because that's all there is is sand. You got all blow right. sand that's. You know, I mean, that's, you know, 18 inches, you know, or whatever. And you're like, just, I can't ride. What I have noticed, though, is when we first got the bikes and we started riding, Mm -hmm. we would go down even the dirt roads, you know, the packed gravel roads, you hit a little soft spot. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even call it sand now because we've been riding a little bit. But back then, it would get a little squirrely. You get a little uneasy. Like, oh, the back tires move around a little bit. It gets, yeah, it's like a wet noodle there for a second. Yeah. And then now that we've been wrestling with the sand, though, for a couple months, we go back down those same roads that we started There's out the first time. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. So, so I mean, I can see where yep. you're saying just the more seat time. Right. Just keep doing it. Yep. Keep and doing get, it. And, and then as soon as you get used to it, you know, certain things you'd be like, God, that was a pain in the ass. Now it's nothing. Yeah. You like, know? The, like the mild stuff right. is getting easier for us. And the thing is, you got to get used to it. You got to get comfortable with your bike and you got to get comfortable with that thing's going to move. So, and sometimes you got to get a little aggressive with it, especially in corners and stuff like that. Don't be scared of that fucker. Throw it around. You know, I mean, you got to teach you who's boss. Yeah, right, yeah you got to get kind of aggressive with it. And sometimes, you know, just give it gas. And, you know, but other than that, if you're going straight and it's full of sand, just let it do its thing and just, you know, hang out with your knees and let that, you know, if the ass ends moving around the front, it's going to do that. I mean, it's, yeah. it's a bike. It's yeah. going to do it. So you can't hold on and, like, oh, God, it can't move. Well, it's, it's going to move. Let that Free fucking, up. Let that I mean, front tire do shit, might move a foot and a half, you know, each direction. I just let it go, you know. And, just, and you're loosen the handlebars. Yeah. Tight enough, obviously, to keep control. But well, I just it, always keep your elbows up. Okay. You know, so when you're riding, keep your, you know, if you keep them down, you don't have no control. So keep your elbows up. You know, keep your knees tucked in and, you know, keep, I always keep my, you know, feet pointed in towards the cases, you know, so I have total control, center of gravity, you know, mm-hmm. so that's, that's what Concentrate you want. On that. You know, when you're sitting on it, you have no control, Right. you know. You're just having fun, just relaxing. You're just having fun. You're relaxing. relaxing. But, uh, so I can see with your elbows up, elbows up, you can flex naturally. Well, elbows up, you have a lot now more control. You, right. Now it's just this. If you put when them down like this, yeah, you, you have no control. Elbows, right. You know, so. You're going to have issues. Yep. So bring your elbows, no yep. matter what speed you're going. Yeah, go. Even even your eyes. So you never look in front of your bike. You always look ahead of your bike. Ahead, yeah. You know, so always look, you know, 40 feet ahead of you. Yeah. Because whatever your eyes see, automatically you're gonna your body's going to do it. So I always look, you know, way ahead, you know, when I'm riding. And that way, you know, I mean, just, you know, some people look like, well, that's why you crashed. You know, because you, you were focused right Focused on your tires. fender. Yeah. Right down in front, right. Yeah. Like I was out a couple weeks ago. And I've already gone through two tires this year on one of my bikes, and uh, there's a single track, and it's really tight. And uh, they cut trees, and I was like, oh, I clipped a fucking stump. And so I was coming back, and I'm like, God damn it. I knew it. I ripped the ripped tire. Sidewall. Yep, ripped the sidewall, and I was like, yeah, fuck it. Just ride it. <laughs> Rode it back like eight miles. You know, the house, got it replaced next day and yep. back out. Yeah. yeah. It's going to happen. But, you know, stuff like that, you just got to, you know, yeah, be careful every part- with Everywhere you go, it's going to be different riding conditions. Right, exactly. Yep. So, you know, if you go to Sweden or Portugal or wherever in America, Romania, anywhere, wherever. all yep. around here, it's going to be different conditions yep. wherever you go. Yep. You got to have tires, bike set up for that. Yeah. You got to have it set That's up and more, get used to how, yeah. you know, how different terrains are, too, you know. Do you do any riding in the winter at all, like on ice? Nope. Or, no. Okay. Nope. We'd like to. We'd like um, to actually do go-kart. 
Yeah, go kart be fun. Uh, uh, we actually ran into an ice race. Up really? UP That'd last be cool. That was awesome. I yeah. bet it was. Uh, a friend of mine I would lives like in, to find some more of that. That was entertaining. I'm, I'm surprised Chad hasn't yeah. done uh, A friend of mine lives in Finland, and uh, um, he uh, he does that. He has uh, different tires they put on with uh, you know, big, like studs. big studs and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, They're nasty looking. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they bite. So. They do yeah. bite. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've seen guys wide open, six gear yeah. on the side, just going around gripping. So yeah. I know it exists. I just got to figure out where it's at so I can go check it out. That'd be fun. That'd be fun to go. You know, uh, they also have like, uh, um, like those go kart things. You know, those go kart yeah. races on the on, on the, the rivers. Yeah, they're frozen over. They're clear yeah. river. Yeah, yeah. Stud the tires again. Yep. Yeah, those things look so awesome. <laughs> That'd be fun. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you talk about a thrill. Yeah, that's our good. goals. We we want to get a go kart with like a um, like a one thousand. Yeah, one thousand. So uh, do the go kart race. Yeah. Like no, Buc- just no, like, just go out in the neighborhood, like and just a fucking Bucati, do donuts, like a Bucati <laughs> uh, motorcycle engine or something. Yeah, you know, like eleven hundred or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> God, that'd be so much fun. God. In the streets, yeah, I'd probably be dead, but hey, you know. If he died doing something like that, would oh. it be all that bad? No. It would, it obviously, it would be sad to a lot of people. But really, if you're doing something oh. like that and you die... You'd have a smile on your face for days. If you put that in your lawnmower, Dave, you'd be done in a fraction. <laughs> yeah, there you, <laughs> you go, go, Dave. You could do mine, there you the Lasky's, and yours. Yeah. In less time than you do yours now. Right. Or I could just set fire to it and just burn it down. There you go. The grass. <laughs> that would be pretty fast, too. But anyways. You know what? Chad, our hour has flown by. It has. We're I mean, done. I can't believe that. I know. When you have good company and good talk, uh, time flies when you're having fun. It does. That's the old edge, right? Right. So I want to thank Todd. Thank you. My neighbor. Thanks for coming, for coming in. in today. Yep. Uh, everything you mean to us. Uh, great job. Hopefully we'll have you back again. Yeah. Talk some more. Yeah. I want Cats. to thank Katz, um, our director. director. Uh, obviously, again, for everything he does. Right. Um, I mean, Chad and I couldn't do what we do without cats. We no, not at all. No. He does everything. Yep. And Chad, you Dave, personally. Thank you. Uh, thank you for being here. Yeah. And uh, we'll see you next Thursday. See ya. All right. Take all care. Right. Yep. Bye. Bye. Peace.